Low Elo is made possible by listeners just like you. And by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash lowelo for your free audiobook download. So this is the point where you'll hit uh, stop, Gankenstein? Oh, I'm supposed to hit record? You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. I smell daisies in the winter. I hear Robin singing sweet songs all year round. For if I'm ever feeling blue, remember that there's always something that you can do when you see the good in everything. This is Logie Low 89. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer, and Blowout 1 of 3 this weekend was my motherboard diet. With me, as always, is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Copy386. What's up, guys? I'm here. Uh, Blowout number two was my power supply unit literally exploding. Yeah, you get There were pops and smoke and everything. It was pretty cool. Wow. Well, before we get into uh, the third blowout of the weekend, let's welcome Gankenstein to the show. He's sitting in for Christian this week, so uh, welcome to the show, Gankenstein. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, should be fun being on the this side. I'll just have to remember I'm actually going to be interacting with you, and not just listening. So <laughs> it'll take a little getting used to, but yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, if uh, if he sounds familiar, then you've probably heard him before. Shoutcasting games or or the like, something like that on our stream before. But uh, it'll be nice to have you, buddy. Nice to have you. So we'll kick this off because this week on Low Elo. Worlds concluded with a 3-0 sweep, SKT1 over Royal Club. We'll talk about what we thought of the games, uh, the choices that led them to that place, and the scoring that occurred, because it was pretty one-sided. We'll also go into Olaf, because he's been reworked. And uh, a year later, Riot does with the Ward skins, well, really what we just witnessed Royal Club failed to do in their last three competitive games against, uh, against SKT1. We've also got a targeted Corky nerf to cover, but before all of that, Victor got a new skin, so there's that. And with the introduction of Quick Cast, you can now stop feeling so stupid. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of uh, people emailing, even now, even now, people will email in and say, oh, thank you so much, because we've talked about smart casting before on the show. Uh, I think there's still quite a few people that uh, don't know what it is. But now you don't have to feel stupid because if you're not using it, it could be you're just slow instead. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So what what they did is uh, simple enough. They did a whole bunch of these uh, UI changes to the menus and everything, but one of them is they just changed the name from SmartCast to QuickCast. Uh, a minor change, I know, but we immediately saw it and we, we knew exactly why it happened. It was a player behavior or feeling thing get people to stop feeling like oh well if i don't use smart cast then i must be stupid yeah oh it shows like you know calling it smart cast is definitely like a programmer thing yeah like the programmers are like okay well now it it's smart you know referring to the to the process the system but you know now they're going player centric and don't want people to feel stupid yeah 
No, this time next year it'll be called like Altcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it'll be called Just as Good Cast. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm. we'll spare everybody's feeling. But uh, you know, we've been giving Riot some flack for several weeks now about the uh, lack of skins for a lot of older champions. And given this doesn't make up for them, but I thought it was funny that we finished one of those arguments, and as soon as we put the episode out there, they announce Creator Victor. So happy about Creator Victor, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, I, Gank, I think you're the only person who ever plays Victor. Yeah, cause No, I've no, there's, there's a super secret <laughs> underground, like, just league of only Victor players that you... Actually, I probably shouldn't have mentioned. Yeah, you walk down the street and like you see another Victor player, and it's like, "Sup, sup." No, no, you it's can't not say anything. I mean, I know him by name. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Phil, there, what do you think about the new skin? Is there a charter? Yeah. Secret handshake? Well, yeah, but I can't tell you. Okay, well, maybe three Victor <laughs> games. Three Victor games. That's the minimum. It's like you you play ranked, and someone plays Victor against you, and you immediately know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't, then I know it's, it's just the an other easy guy. Win. Is he smurfing? Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get on to some some real news here. I mean, the the new Victor skin is cool and everything, but uh, you know, first of many, hopefully. So, worlds happened, and uh, you know, we could go into stats and metrics and talk about numbers all day long. But instead, I think it's probably better that we spend some time talking about uh, decision-making. And uh, specifically, let's talk about some of the decision-making before the games even started. Because uh, if you haven't watched these games, uh, they are good games. You can go back and watch them. But in my opinion, my opinion is that uh, at no point during any of the games was SKT1 out of control. They, <laughs> they controlled the map. They controlled the pace the entire time this was theirs to lose as soon as game one started. Yeah, they were never out of control. They were more like, out of control! Yeah. But, <laughs> For a second there, I, I kind of had to... I thought he was going the other way with it. I'm like, wait, they weren't out of control? I mean... Oh, they were pretty out of control. Yeah. And the problem was, is, like, SKT went into the games with a plan. They banned the same champions, and they're like, what's up? They didn't try to counterpick, and in fact, they got counterpicked quote-unquote yeah uh that several times <laughs> did not work out at all um and Re royal as just talking about picks and bans and pregame strategy they were very reactive and they were trying to like do the counter picking and trying to outsmart them and it just it completely fell apart and uh you know there were a lot of questionable picks uh in you know one of them was Malphite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what, and, and a lot of questionable bans. Like, they kept banning, they, they banned Vi. Yeah. Well, game one, they banned out, uh, game one, Royal Club banned out Vi, Lee Sin, and Shem. Um, you know, they were, they were basically sitting there trying to stop Benji, the, the SKT1 jungler. Um, because he's known for playing all three of those. They're like, okay, well, we'll just take care of him. Vi is an instant, insta kill for him. You know, Lee Sin is one of his best champions, if not his best champion or most comfortable champion. So we'll just get rid of those. You know, now, now their jungler doesn't have any presence. So what does he do? He picks Jarvan. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> though, I don't, I don't know how they're doing it over in China, but tip for Royal Club. We've known this for a little while. I mean, we may have, the West may have gotten beat out pretty quick in this <clears> series, but we know J4 is good. Yeah. He's helping. <laughs> He's always helping. Right. J4 is a stupid, ridiculous jungler. And they, yeah, they kept focusing on the jungler. And funnily enough, they kept banning for top. But, uh, SKT had Jax every single game in the top lane with impact. Yeah. You would have thought so it's game like, two, game three, throw out just one Jax ban just to see what happens. Just to see something new out of impact. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, and, and the thing is, is impact. He, uh, he played Jax all three games. And in all three games, he was just an indomitable lane presence. He's just mm-hmm. like, whatever, I'm going to win my lane, and I don't care who is in it. And then when you guys leave to go do team fights, I'm going to split push. And there's nothing you can do about it, because I'm Jax. Yeah, you know what Jax counters? Jax counters towers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so, it's, you know, they, they didn't let Shen through. I think they could have afforded to let Shen through. Yeah. At least, you know, not in the, after the first game. And Faker. Every, like, I think it was every game. I'm not sure. You confirm this for me, but they picked mid last. SKT did mm-hmm. every game. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and that was their strategy. They, they've been doing that the entire, you know, semifinals and all that. And it's just funny because, you know, they, they just let Faker get whoever he wanted pretty much yeah. because they were banning the jungler and, and Shen basically the entire time and faker's really good <laughs> yeah well they uh th- i think that was really their problem one faker hasn't is known for having a ridiculous champion pool um, right. and th- that's one of the things that people are all gaga over him is that it seems that he'll no matter who he plays he excels with them and he plays a lot of different champions so it's but i, I think even with a large champion pool like faker there you could say that there are two or three champions that like you just don't want him to have you know, like the Ari, the Zed, like those are the scary ones that come out of him. Well, and he, yeah. I'm sure he's great with him, but like the the Ari, those are the ones that make plays. Yeah, in in game two, they just let him have Zed. They just let Benji have Lee Sin. They let Impact have Jax. So they got everything that they could ever want. But uh, I, the one point I'd like to make is I think that better teams. Uh, better competitive teams. Actually, they don't ban out individual champions hoping to isolate a single player on the other person's team and, you know, to, to limit their options. I think they, tr- you try to pick and ban to eliminate synergies or to counter synergies. You know, you remove options so that, you know, for example, a circle strategy is no longer viable. Or to, you know, if you know that the enemy team wants to go heavy on mobility, but that one of their cha- one of their players only has two good mobility champs, then you ban out those two so that they can no longer have a complete mobility team. But you don't try to well, ban out one player from their playable stuff. Well, yeah, and if you look at at game one especially, that I think this highlights it the best is that Royal Club was obviously going for a very team fight centric team. Right. They got the Oriana Sona Malphite, and Malphite, although it was a questionable pick. Uh, he's got team fight presence. Yeah. I mean, if you're going for team fighting, Malphite's not that bad of a pick. So I understand their reasoning there, but SKT just completely counterpicked them in the non-traditional sense as in a team synergy. They got Corky, 
who's got Valkyrie can Valkyrie wait. Jarvan <laughs> can can jump around all over the place like a hundred Jarvans. Yep. Jax, who can jump around all over the place. Thresh, who can hook people and, and box jump and, into place. Yeah. I mean, really, jump they in. have four. They have four jumps and then a Thresh who has a lantern just in case. Yeah. 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 So like they could. It was. I believe one of the casters said it was an all-in versus an all-out team <laughs> yeah. team comp. Well, I mean, this and the, the thing is, is that 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 team comp, uh, in practice, is real similar to what we saw uh, Fnatic play when they uh, when who who was it that they played against and uh, just wrecked them. I'm trying to remember. Uh, anyway, it was it was the comp that they played. Oh, against sorry, against Cloud Nine. You know, they yeah. played four heavy mobility champs and then one champ on backup. Mm-hmm. And that was their support. You know, it's, it's the same strategy that they may have used different uh, overall, different champions. But that's kind of what they were up to. And actually, now that I'm looking at it, it wasn't that different because they still had Jarvan, Corky, um, which just dangerous right now. I can't believe that they just let, you know, Piglet have Corky. It's like they didn't realize what the metagame was for the last week or so. Yeah, yeah it's that, and I think there is a, a big disconnect. What I see here is that Royal Club was a team that they are decent players, right? And we're talking pro level. Of course, anyone on Royal Club, well, could, you know, yeah, I mean, def- could kill us. There's a so solid about- argument that <laughs> Royal Club has probably somewhere, you know, a couple players in the top ten in the world. You know, <laughs> right, right. So they're as at the that level of all the teams at Worlds, they're pr- probably average but they had very good team synergy team uh you know calling they made a big deal about tabe making all the play calls Mm -hmm. and that got them very far but skt has that and i think they have higher individual skill and when you have that team uh, the higher individual skill we've been talking about the mobility meta when you combine that with all these highly mobile champs Mm -hmm. it just it sort of, you know, Royal Club just hit a wall there that they couldn't get through. Yeah, was it was Tabe their shot caller? Yeah, Tabe. Yes. Okay, okay, because their support player. Yeah, because th- there was also talk about that that Tabe had an emotional reaction to the way that the games were being uh, played, and was not effectively calling shots. Now, you know, with we, I don't have the game audio or anything like that, but I remember that being something that was brought up by the casters. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that shows a lack of versatility just on the, the basic team function. Right. That, yeah. you know, he wasn't, may have not been fulfilling his end of the deal entirely if he was the only one making calls. And then nobody to pick up the pieces. Yeah, well. So it's just like a solo queue game. <laughs> yeah, just, just like a solo queue game. But uh, it... What surprised me the most about Worlds is that, um, well, I mean, besides the the analyst desk almost unanimously picking uh, Royal Club over SKT1, which just went right over my head, was how one-sided these games really were. You look back at season three or the season two World Championships, that went to five games. Like you didn't know who was going to win, and sure there were some some shady dealings at the same time. That would come out later, but you didn't know who was going to win. The, but this, um, you know, I mean, but perhaps I'm actually, I know I'm not the only one, but I looked at it as like SKT1 is going to rock Royal Club. And then they did. 
Yeah, I I think a lot of people were going for Royal because Royal Club because they knew they were the underdogs, and you know we love everyone loves an underdog, but yeah, in the back of my mind, SKT <laughs> was definitely going to win. But you know, if you if you liken World Championships to Super Bowls, yes, this was the biggest event in North American esports history. Um, sold out the Staples Center was a big deal. And then because of that, because it was such like a history making thing that it was a three and done, it was a real letdown. Yeah. But if you, if you liken it to like Super Bowls, which this is the Super Bowl of League of Legends. Yeah. Some Super Bowls are like that too. Oh yeah. You know, where it's a complete blowout. And, you know, I remember Cowboys beating the Bills like 63 to seven. It's, It's just, that's no fun for anyone. Right. Right. Well, and you know, this, this reveals actually a, uh, what may be a serious flaw in, uh, League of Legends competitive scene is that, uh, really it, this was not the only series that was predictable that, that executed the exact way that, you know, real, that the analysts, and when I say analysts, I'm not saying the people who are on the analyst desk. I'm saying people who really analyze the game, um, that this game was not the only one that went the way everyone thought it was going to be. I mean, shoot, even the analyst desk and then, and they brought in the player polls. They basically called, what was it like four out of five games? Uh, it, for yeah, the, the entire, record, something like that. It was yeah. like 45 to 15 yeah. was the head. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that, that reveals an issue to me that there's not either the, the pool of players is not diverse enough that uh, there are diverging skill levels in pro play that there could be, you know, big upsets. Um, or it's just that the, the game is that predictable. And, but I think it really is the skill set thing. I think that it's just when you do a big world championship like this, you pit the teams up against each other and you just very clearly know that team is better than that team. That team is better than that team. And that team is better than that team. And it's not really going to be a matter of who wants it more. The fact is, is that one of them is going to play at a higher level than the other. Right. But is that, you know, and I, and I know we were talking about this while we were watching it. Is that so different from other sports though? Like football or baseball? Well, I think the only thing that makes it different is that the teams, the, the, there one, there are fewer variables, so it's easier to control, right? A team of five players working in tandem is a lot easier to predict, uh, how they'll behave than, a, you know, a team of 40 players with nine on the field or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the limited number of teams coming into this. You know, you compare it to sports ball and all the different <laughs> leagues in sports ball, then, I mean, in just American sports ball. <laughs> the, right. there's there are you know it's just there's fewer variables so it's what I'm the reason I think it's so predictable is because the you know there's fewer variables at play and in that way it is different well and if you're saying like it's more predictable this year than last year I mean you also have to kind of take into account like it's become so much more visible this year I mean this year alone we've had LCS we, we have I mean Twitch Zubu gosh they're everywhere you see these you know, players every day, um, way more when you compare it to, you know, the year, you know, coming, leading up to the season two world finals. Well, 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 season two, the, the, I think the difference with season two is really just that we weren't paying attention. 
it wasn't that they yeah. weren't as visible or they weren't weren't as accessible or that uh, you know something different was going on. You know, fewer people were paying attention. Is all. Yeah, I think the same the same issue was at play. It just wasn't as pronounced. But it it is kind of disconcerting to see, and we've had we've talked about this before. I mean, even last year with season two, is that you know yeah. the same bands, same picks. And just that prediction thing that they were doing with the analyst test, I think, was a bad move. Yeah, I think it was. Now, what they could have done to keep us from even having this conversation, because I think we, if we, we knew that it was an issue, um, but the only reason that we really started talking about it was because the analyst desk sat there predicting games, um, and they made a game out of it. And, and the problem was, is that they were all playing to win as opposed to mm-hmm. being showmen. And, you know, trying to put on a good show for everybody. If they had been showmen and disagreed with each other and rooted for opposite teams all the time, then, I mean, there you would have had something a lot more close to what you see in, you know, ESPN, Sports Center, the like. And, uh, I mean, what we do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, like, ask, a, ask, you know, Terry Bradshaw if, you know, all of his picks on Fox you know, football Sunday are like his serious picks. And no, 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 they do it to bring up topics to, to create conflict and create conversation and be showmen. Yeah. So and the only one get rid of the scoreboard. And the only one who did that was uh, Monte Cristo. Yes. With his little train hat and the tickets. That and was his funny. suspenders. That <laughs> was amazing, by the way. I mean, honestly, of that whole desk, Monte Cristo kind of stole the show. I know that oh, definitely. if we want to make this a, a topic about the analyst desk, the only one who deserves any sort of credit there is Monte Cristo. He did an excellent job, both as a an analyst, you know, he knew his stuff, and, but maybe not as well as everybody as everybody else, or, you know, he wasn't the number one for knowing his stuff. But he was a showman. You know, he yeah. got up there, he had flair, he looked different from everybody else, but he's <laughs> still sophisticated. And and he made the risk of being different. Mm-hmm. So good for Monte Cristo. Yeah, Monte Cristo's <laughs> single reason that I actually have a subscription to the OG and Twitch um Twitch channel. He's <laughs> yeah. an awesome caster, dude. Yeah. No, he does a he does a good job. He he has for quite some time now. So well, let's uh man, I let's not beat a dead horse here. I mean, the the fact is is that Worlds is done and over with. SKT1 is number 1 after a 3-0 series. Any final words regarding uh the world uh the finals? Um I just want to throw out that the production quality of Staples Center. I, I thought went a, I thought they did a pretty good job on it, honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was extremely well done. But, of course. Yeah. I, and I, I like the move to having three casters. Yes. You know. Yeah. But I want to bring this up, Compi. So we were not at this show. We watched virtually. We had a Skype call going for the games. Um, but last year we were at the event and I didn't get to see what the online coverage was. I definitely felt, and this is kind of a duh, but I definitely felt that the, extent of online coverage doesn't even begin to really convey how big the event is when you're there in person oh no no and of course you know what what was the do we have the do we have the count of people who were there because it was eight thousand last year 
Uh, I, more? <laughs> Way yeah, more. Yeah, it was more. Probably double, yeah. you know, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, so it just, you cannot comprehend what it's like. And I'm real sorry we didn't get to go this year, but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to go next year and it'll be even bigger. Maybe it'll be at, I don't know. You know, Reliant Stadium in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't get quite get it either looking at it by online, but I guess I ran across something, uh, I don't know, Reddit or Twitter or somewhere, and uh, there were a few people complaining about how they didn't think the crowd was cheering loud enough, et cetera, et cetera. But then you, you on the other hand, you hear like an interview um, with, um, I don't know, maybe it was Tabe or, or one of the players, and they were talking about how it was just incredibly distracting because you could actually hear the crowd through the, you know, the allegedly, like, silencing headphones that they were wearing. Yeah. So I I thought that was a pretty big testament as to exactly how much you just can't get from just watching it online. The reason it doesn't sound loud to you is because the mics are tuned to not... I mean, there's only so much sound that can come through your computer. Yeah, yeah. But we, going there live, it's loud. Yeah, I it's, can guarantee you that at the Staples Center, it was ridiculously loud. Yeah. Well, at uh, we weren't at the Staples Center. We were at um, yeah, Galen Galen Center. Center thank you. But uh, yes, it, it was definitely that. Although the, the I think uh, that's where they can they have room to work on their event coverage, right? The they obviously do a good job with production of the games, but I, I thought what I thought was really missing was a pregame show. They, I mean, the analyst desk sat there and talked for like ten minutes or so, but <laughs> the, there, there really should have been a pregame show. You mean other than the performance? Yes, other than the performance. <laughs> you mean like a, like a college game day? Yeah. Pregame show with Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet. Definitely, there <laughs> yeah. should have been a pregame show, like outside and the like, having people walking around. Yeah, and... talking to the people, and then go back to a couple, you know, a, a sports center like group who are just. You know, talking about all the different picks and showing highlights from their previous games. And, you know, it's like, now here's, here's really what SKT1's gonna have to, uh, worry about. Check out this, uh, game between Royal Club and, you know, that, that kind of thing. And with mm-hmm. how the analyst desk blew up, I mean, it was huge, the response in the analyst desk. I would be willing to, it's a safe bet for season four that I think the next step is logically a well, yeah. show. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly, but, but what I'm saying is there should have been one. Yeah. yeah, there really should have been one. I mean, the game is big enough at this point. They're putting in so much production value. I, I should have been able to log in two hours before the show, before and just it get even your started. fix, get your fix, exactly, getting that hype up, have something to do. You know, when right. you get your little party together, exactly. Uh, you of, know, okay, everyone show up at ten. They're going to watch a game. Don't have the pregame show on the background. Exactly. Show all the people cosplaying. Show yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, hopefully next year, and uh, and we'll we'll see because we've got a whole new season uh, upcoming, and it's it's going to be nuts. There's you know a new challenger series and all that stuff that we'll talk about in a future episode. Um, but all said and done, even the things that we think could be improved on, what a fantastic show! So great job, good you know, great for Riot. It's their second time around throwing an event that's this big, and uh, I'm hoping that it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And if you need more hosts, I mean, we're here. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're available. We, we've got a we we might have an eye for media. I mean, we seem to we we seem to preempt uh, you know, just about every decision, so <laughs> All right. Let's let's get into this patch. So, um, I mean, where where do we want to start off? There's 
a lot that went on here that's worth talking about. There's ward skins. There's uh, Olaf getting reworked. There's a, a targeted nerf at Corky. I mean, let you know what? Let's start with the targeted nerf at Corky since he was such a dominant presence at Worlds uh, throughout the entire series, not just the the finals. Um, there's there's a, a little note in the most recent patch notes. Uh, that, uh, you know, they don't say that it's about Corky, but we all know what's going on when they reduce the effectiveness of the, uh, of the speed buff on Phage and Trinity Force by 50% for range champions. <laughs> range champions yeah. named Corky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when's when is that gonna come out? Like uh, uh you know, item specific nerfs for specific champions. Well, but, I mean, uh, you know, they had a whole host of map specifics again after once again <laughs> saying that they weren't gonna balance for them, but you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. Season <laughs> four. <laughs> yeah. And it no and Corky was just it was ridiculous. And something you said earlier was true, Jeff, is that uh the the patch they played on was too new. Mm-hmm. And that was the patch with the, you know, brand new Trinity Force changes with the phage and everything. Uh, I think they should have locked that and played on a, on the patch before. And it would have gone, the whole thing would have gone a lot better. But, uh, you know, increasing the cost and, uh, decreasing the, the, the gains for the range champions. I mean, Corky is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and it uh, has everything the guy could ever need. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it's hard because Corky is always on that cusp of just ready to be super duper OP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that they've had to nerf him over and over again just to get him off of that. And uh, this is definitely targeted towards Corky. Uh, and and it's much needed, much needed. And uh, because there were a lot of other champions that were just getting Phage and like lolling. I mean, Phage. Or, yeah. Sorry, Triforce, Phage into Triforce. You know, it was kind of the new, if you're ahead and have lots of money, buy a Triforce and you'll still, you'll stay ahead and dominate. It kind of turned into <laughs> and, that and item. And still have lots of money. And <laughs> have yeah. even more money to buy another Triforce. So, yeah, it was much needed. Yeah. Uh, but and, wait, uh, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Let's let's take a look at these uh, ward skins. I mean, people may remember it was around this time, maybe a little bit later, but uh, around this time last year that they first introduced ward skins, the idea of ward skins. And they did it by releasing all of the, uh, God, what's it called? The Shadow, whatever, the, the, the Halloween sh- stuff. Shadow Isles? Yeah, Shadow yeah. Isles. Yeah, the Shadow Isles when they did the remake of Twisted Tree Line, and then they put out the Halloween-flavored uh ward skins that you could mm-hmm. rent. Yeah. That worked out yeah. well. Cuz what's and better than buying things that thing don't in... what's better than buying things that don't actually exist is renting things that don't actually exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh you know you may remember we sat that we wagged our finger and we told them we were like no you you can't do that in the United States. That's yeah. not how premium content works out here and you know better riot you know better it got so bad that the guy whose idea it was i think it's what they're like itemization marketing guy something like that posted on the forums like why do you guys think this is such a bad thing i don't get it you know it's we you know we thought it was it was a good idea and everyone's just like no (laughs) it's a bad idea we you know we buy our premium content yeah (laughs) 
So you go back to those ten cent executives and say no. Exactly. <laughs> and uh but you know what? It looks like they did. They learned from their mistakes, you know. Um mm-hmm. pick picked up from what they learned over a year ago and here we have our first set of wards that you can buy permanently. And they I mean, look think, really cool. Yeah. I think the first go around, the, the whole reason they went with the rental is they decided to make it like holiday centric. And they're like, well, we're not just going to, you know, put the holiday stuff out there. That just seems weird. Now they're moving towards this, this champion centric, uh, idea. And I'm like, okay, well, we can just sell it as skin. Now nope, if you're going to do, if you, if you want to do holiday, if you want to do holiday content and you want it to be temporary, you make it free. And I think, didn't they do that? They ended up doing something like that. Because they um, already set the precedent. They had already put out holiday content in the form of skins. Mm-hmm. Didn't they end up well, doing, like, winter ward skins, and it was just kind of, uh, you go in the store and toggle it? Yes, or, or something? and you just go and toggle it. And, and so, exactly. And I thought that worked out fine, you know. But uh, the the point is, is that they made the mistake the first time around. And, you know, then they did exactly what we told them to do, which is if you're going to make temporary holiday content, it has to be free. It's got to be available for everybody. It can't be a pay-in kind of thing. It can't be a rent sort of thing. They already sent press, set a precedent with skins. You don't rent holiday skins. You know, you don't buy uh, candy cane j- uh, misfortune, yeah, or misfortune mm-hmm. or any of those, That's my favorite. and only get to play her for a certain amount of time based on how much IP you spend into it. Right. Yeah. So you know, you you just you can't do that. So they didn't. Now everyone can have a, a Draven trophy and just plop him down for vision wherever they want. We're just plop it down because heck is Draven. Yeah. I saw a, a guy in one of my games just whenever he got, uh, it was a Draven. Whenever he got a kill, he just plopped it on the corpse for no reason. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's cool that they're doing champion centric, but I'm not going to get one yet because no. all they've got is Lux, Draven and Soraka. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to wait if, if they, if they ever come out with like a Leona one, you know, the champion I play, yeah, I'm going to be way more attracted to that. It, so it seems a little weird to me that they wouldn't just release only support champions first. Yeah, like it, it seems <laughs> yeah. like that would be the that would be the no brainer, right? Like, hey guys, we want to sell some ward skins, so you know what we're going to do? Support champions first. <laughs> Draven never buys wards. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> You know, like um, support like champions the, like, and Lee Sin, or somebody needs yeah. to like jump on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Lee Sin ward skin. There you go. Yeah, and and you know what the Lee Sin ward skins are? They're just a, like a gigantic target with a foot on them. Yep. <laughs> and and they don't actually give any vision except for right on them. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> worst words in a that guy. What a stupid uh, champion. But what do you think of like the, of the skin itself? Like obviously, I think the Draven one is an awesome idea. Even the Soraka one, okay, I can kind of see that the whole banana thing works. But with the Lux one, they just kind of throw her wand on it. I was just like, yeah, what is it like? I don't, a I don't wand really and know. A star or something? Is, well, it's her little wand, her her weapon or whatever that she's throwing around. I mean, I think they're going to put themselves in a situation where like we don't have anything that uh, defines the champions well enough to throw on a stick. Like, what are you going to do for Tarek? I guess you could put a hammer on it, but uh, I don't know. No, you just put a big gem on it. Oh, yeah, or okay. Tarek's face. I mean, they always have the option of a bust, <laughs> like with Draven. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to yeah. do a bunch of gold busts. Well, no, it'd be a, yeah. it'd be a gold bust, but his hair would be real, and it would like be like flapping in the wind. <laughs> 
you know, it's, yeah, it's going to get real. You get near the, whenever you get near the ward, you just start hearing something whispering, gems, yeah. gems. <laughs> it's it's going to be like, real I weird this when is they finally get guys. around and do Teemo, and it's just a mushroom. <laughs> it confuses everybody. Or it's just it's it's a, like a clone, a carbon copy of Teemo. So, like, you walk in there with an oracles, and you try and attack it, and it's like, oh, it's just the ward. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I think that the change they made, they you know, they made the uh, Teemo mushrooms worth 10 gold each. That if they're going to do that, they need to turn around and they need to give the Teemo mushrooms the three hit kills just like wards. Oh, I know. Like, mm-hmm. as a support, it takes like sometimes four or five hits to kill a freaking shrew. But at and the that's same ridiculous. time, this, this, at the same time, the frustrating part for a Teemo is that a AD carry can one hit them. Yeah. Yeah. So why not normalize it? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always that tough decision as a support where you're like, okay, I can buy the oracles and try and shut the Teemo down. But again, it's going to take me 10 minutes every time I find a mushroom to actually get rid of it. By that time, your team's across the map and they're yelling at you for not helping. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think that this is going to bring in a whole lot of uh, difference in play. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> you didn't really see a whole lot of it. In fact, it's kind of a weird decision that they even start doing this. Do you think that there was, you know, a whole bunch of stats on the back end that was just like, oh my gosh. It turns out that whenever a team plays Teemo, they get a gold advantage on the other team, you know, based on uh, <laughs> ward presence. <laughs> mm, maybe. Like there was a maybe. monetary advantage. I don't, I just don't. I mean, there, there are little things like that all over the place, though. I mean, even if you're talking about what, like, Zyra's plants and... York's ghouls, like all those, I think give little bits of gold. So I, I think it's gonna even itself out somewhere along the line. But I think before we get into the email, let's uh, just give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsor. That's audiblepodcast.com/lowelo. If you haven't checked them out on our prompting from any of your previous episodes, head on over to audiblepodcast.com/lowelo. And you can get your free audiobook download. They've got an enormous library. Actually, I think it's the biggest library out there of, uh, audio entertainment. And it's, uh, it's, it's not just large. It's really good. <laughs> so, um, I am right now finishing up book two. I last week or two weeks ago, I had started book two of uh, the King Killer Chronicle and I'm finishing it up eagerly and, uh, I have to ask Compi at this point, because I know he's got a suggestion. What should I listen to next? Because book three isn't out yet. Yeah, book three. And that's uh, a lot of people are waiting for Patrick Rothfuss, and he's taking his sweet time <laughs> uh, with book three. But I'll tell you, but... if it's if it's like if it's as good as book two, uh, if it's as good as either of the books, I'll be happy. Yeah, no, it, it's really good. It's really good. But uh, we actually got an email asking that same question. Uh, they got uh, through uh, Wise Man's Fear, which is what you're listening to now, yes, right? Yes, Um I would suggest, and I've talked about this guy that, who I'm currently listening to, Joe Abercrombie. Uh, I'm listening to his newest book, uh, Red Country. Uh, but pick up The Blade Itself by Joe Abercrombie. It's the first book in his first law trilogy, mm-hmm. which is... And it, it's not so much like Patrick Rothfuss, but if you're a fan of fantasy, if you like Game of Thrones, George, George R. R. Martin. It's got that kind of like going, that grittier fantasy. Yeah. It's like low, gritty fantasy and it's 
really, really good. The characters are are fantastic, and it's just it's amazing. So the blade okay. itself by it Joe Abercrombie. The blade itself. The, all right. Yeah. All right. That's very cool. You know, there there is one series that just came to mind because I missed it when it was all coming out. Do you remember the Wheel of Time? Oh, yeah. Did, did you read all of that? Oh yeah, like in eighth grade. Yeah, I, I realized <laughs> it was a long time ago, but I didn't. I've never read in any of those books. Really? Yeah. So maybe that'll that might be worth going back. Do you think that's worth going back to? That's probably worth going back to, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, check out any of those books. Um, <clears throat> the blade itself by Joe Abercrombie, mm-hmm. and or uh, the King Killer Chronicles by uh, Patrick Rothfuss, and uh, you'll definitely hear from us in a couple weeks. Here, we've probably picked up two new books because our credits are about to come up. And uh, check it out for yourself, all at audiblepodcast.com/slash/lowelo. Get your free audiobook download. All right, on to email. Do you remember the game? It was choose your Grand Theft Auto Five <laughs> protagonist. Oh yeah! After we told everybody to, you know, that if they're buying Grand Theft Auto Five for their five-year-old, you know, niece, that maybe they should be reevaluating some of the decisions that they made. Right. And Stretch messaged me over the week, and he was messing with me. He's like, "Hey, I'm listening to the latest episode. It's the GTA Five episode." Because <laughs> we did spend a lot of time talking about it. But yeah, we did. Uh, a lot of people replied and said Jinx, which is funny because she's not, not even, even out, out yet. Right. <laughs> uh, but we did get uh, one response I really liked from Sem, 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 Sem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sem times 12. He said Vi uh, because, you know, he la- it's cool when you get to play like the other side in games. Well, mm-hmm. in Grand Theft Auto, the other side would be like the law. <laughs> so playing oh. Vi as a cop in Grand Theft Auto would be cool. So you could punch cool, criminals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you could, you know, just target their vehicle and ult and uh, plow through, like, 50 other cars. And... <laughs> and that would be like a mini game. <laughs> yeah, you could, like, hook onto the vehicle and it would, you know, try to get away. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, Nevix, who said, Hot Rod Blitzcrank because he's his own getaway car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. I approve of the blitz. Yeah, no. Good answers all around, and uh, thank you for sharing with us. So I think this time around, this week, we want to throw it out. We're going to do a, a Q-tip, and uh, why don't we pick it on, uh, why don't we pick it for one of the, you know, highlight champions for the... Corky? <laughs> no, we, we've done Corky before. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it for one of the highlight champions for the uh, final games, and uh, let's challenge people to bring out information on Jax. Yeah, Jax. Yeah, how to play as or play against. I mean, that'll make Christian happy, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was present. And Christian can get in and you know tell everyone how they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's that's not how you do it. But not telling them why is right. his problem. <laughs> <Just tell them. laughs> Can't show your whole hand. Yeah. So if uh, you have a Q-tip for Jax, let us know. You can send it to team at lowelo.com. Onward and upwards in the emails. Uh, we have a couple of round the world updates. Oh, we have one from from Wolf Knight, who is a bus driver. Okay. He's not like, it's not a school bus. Nice. It's like a coach like bus. A school bus that- driver? No, not not a school bus. bus. <laughs> uh, it's 
tour bus yeah that you know people rent and take tours he, he's in alberta and he took some nice pictures from pato lake and icefield parkway which is beautiful so he sent us those pictures uh thanks wolf knight we have the beast 913 says hey just letting y'all know i was listening to low elo at the texas state fair nice yeah <laughs> he had some he had some fried moon pie and a fried Snickers. You know, I have like the yeah, fried moon awesome. pie. I had never heard of that before, and I still haven't had it. Has any of you had a fried moon pie? Uh, well, I might be crucified for saying this, but I don't like moon pie. <laughs> like, I just don't. I think it's kind of gross. But a lot of people around here love moon pies. I've never had a fried one, but I've had a fried Snickers, and it's really good. Um, and then he says he's he sent us some pictures of. The new Big Tex, which is a big statue that they have at the Texas State Fair, uh, because the old one burned down a few years ago <laughs> due to an electrical fire. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thanks for the round the world updates. Try to send us pictures, guys. We love the pictures. But also send us a picture of you on your phone listening with Low Elo. That's always the best. Um, we have a couple of promotions. We have Matthew, who uh, got promoted to Bronze 4. Congratulations, Matthew. And Evil Roxy, who had a long story that I can't read, but started at Bronze 5 and is now, or bond, Bronze 3 and is now Gold 5. So congratulations, Evil Roxy. And uh, Gangenstein. Yes, I was going to throw mine in there right before we started this. and got my threes team to um, gold five, finally, after about oh. a month of getting people to actually play some Twisted Tree <laughs> Line, which actually was probably the hardest part of that. And then actually yesterday I did some solo queue and got silver three there, too. So moving on well, up, moving on Good up. job. Good job. Um, we have an email from... Uh, ultra, ultra mega trickster says, I am a teacher and I would like to say that I'm outraged by your proposal to overhaul the education system for the sole purpose of supplying competitive teams. <laughs> if you remember a week ago or a couple weeks ago, we talked about changing it. He said, you're forgetting about concept art, music, and lore. Oh, oh, it's one of these emails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's my proposed revamp and he, he, he has a whole K through 12 revamp of education oh with with classes like rune and mastery studies cosplay class for the art class math to study like ad scaling and and <laughs> shop prices and stuff it's it's really funny so thanks ultra mega trickster for that email the ragers get sent um, to the guidance counselor yeah so yeah get sent to detention he says this is just a rough draft of the education overhaul but i think it's a step in the right direction for our nation and uh couldn't agree more. We have a question from Bumbledore, which is an awesome, awesome name. I think, says, he's, my, I think he's been on the show before. Has he? Okay, well. He says, my friends and I love the show, but I have a problem. My map awareness is awful. My teammates will be screaming at me when they are ganking, and I won't even notice. I get tunnel vision. I buy wards and place them, but then immediately forget about them. What can I do? Hmm. I have the same problem. What I've done is just I take a bunch of sticky notes and I put it right under monitor, uh, mod monitor, saying map awareness, map awareness. And surprisingly, <laughs> it actually it, it actually helps me, anyways. Yeah, I think uh, you really nailed it. And I wouldn't do sticky notes personally, but uh, just uh, kind of having a goal of 
never like never going back with an empty inventory maybe mhm so the, uh, well, if you haven't laid down your wards then you don't get to go back i i think it's something we could take it even a, a level further is that the the mini maps always in the same spot right mm-hmm. it's in the bottom right hand corner mm-hmm. so when you're walking around when you're you know at work when you're talking to people just look down to the bottom right <laughs> you know like every every two seconds just look down there and you know when they finally say what the hell are you doing say i'm practicing my map awareness yeah and you know get a whole bunch of uh golf tees <laughs> and golf balls and then like paint the golf balls and uh like eyes or something and then glue them to the tees and uh you know just remember that everywhere you go like you know you're like oh man you know there could be uh someone waiting to mug me in that alley over there just walk over, you know, put one of them in the alley. You know you're covered. <laughs> uh, I mean, another thing that you could do is, you know, um, whenever if you're a carrier, somebody's last hitting. I mean, you when you throw out your auto attack, you've probably got about a half a second or a second there. Just whenever you throw out your auto attack to get the last hit, just to go take a look at the minimap really quick. That's another thing I've been trying to get myself to do. Make it habitual as a, a opposed to... You know, having to force yourself to do it, you know, in opportune times, um, find an opportune time that mm-hmm. happens regularly and then just turn it into habit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All good Try suggestions, on... some better than yeah. others. <laughs> Mine's the best. Uh, don't do it while you're driving, though. That's bad. Um, all right. Soko Tour has a story for us. When it came to sports or video games, I've always been the rager. In June, my friend introduced me to LOL, and then I found Loilo. This podcast not only helped me curb the rage, but increased my knowledge and appreciation of this game. He has a story about his promotion series. Someone typed not support or AFK. His old self would have typed tough luck, expletive deleted. But instead, he picked Nami and said, words for everyone. And then the loading screen pops up. And there's a spooky gangplank on the other team, and it's Sauce McBoss. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Who is a friend of the show, bought me my uh, pool party. Yeah, Leona no, skin. the Sauce McBoss is cool. He's a supporter. Yeah. So in, he's making confession. He says, I've never been in the Loilo chat room <clears throat> because I'm too nervous, but I recognize his name from the podcast. After I supported <clears throat> our team to victory, I talked to Sauce McBoss, and he said I should definitely join the chat, which I will be doing sometime soon. I believe in Sauce McBoss, and I believe in Low Elo. <laughs> it's really heartwarming, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the final email comes from a friend of the show, Steve Shanghai Six. What's up, Steve? To... Yeah, sup, Steve. Uh, is doing Operation Supply Drop, if you guys aren't aren't uh, familiar with that veterans day is coming up and they're doing a big fundraiser for operation supply drop um their eight their an- second annual eight bit salute to veterans so what they're doing is they're buying xboxes and playstations for veterans and hospitals and uh and also for people deployed in the field and uh we'll give you the details on the, on how to donate to that but it's it's a really good cause so, you know, try try to try to help out if you can. Yeah, no, it looks really cool, and uh, the, I've looked at a lot of the pictures that they've taken or that uh, troops who have received their care packages have taken, 
and mm. it's it's really cool. They send them like lots of stuff. You know, it's not like they get just an Xbox and a game. It's you know they'll send them like an Xbox, four extra, uh, four controllers, you know, and then like a pile of games. So mm-hmm. it's that's pretty cool. And the you know the different situations where that kind of stuff can really help you reconnect with home um in those situations are kind of endless so they also send them rp gift cards for league of legends yep. so yeah yep we'll have to like send them a pile of stickers i think i might have a pile of stickers or something laying around and then uh you know it, but we'll we'll include a link in the show notes and uh really encourage everybody to uh go and if you know if you're looking for something to pledge then go ahead and and uh pledge to this yeah yeah so that's that's the email. <clears throat> awesome. Well, thank you everybody for sending in your email and uh you know, keep it coming. Send your around the world updates, uh, you know, the status of your promotions and the like as well as any questions or comments that you might have that you think might uh, make for good reading over here. Remember, descriptive subjects and uh short topics are usually best cuz uh, that means we'll actually read them. You can send it all over to team at lowelo.com. Now, if you'd like to get a hold of us individually, you can reach me at EatGamer on Twitter. Dave is Lowelo Dave on Twitter. And Gankenstein is... At Rusty Blitzcrank on Twitter. Yeah, Rusty Blitzcrank on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us and, uh, you know, chill and hang out with the community on www.lowelo.com. It's also the place where you'll find all of our old content, all of our previous <clears throat> episodes, uh, you know, the information about the music in each show, show notes, etc., etc., etc. Um, it's also a place where if you click on the live button at the very top or just go to loevo.com slash stream, you can view our Twitch feed, which has all of our stream games, uh, all of the community games that we run, community 5v5s, whoever may be taking it over at the time. Or the rare case where Dave and I might pick it up and uh, just play some solo games or bring some people from the crowd in. But if you want to play in any of those games, you need to make sure that you're in the in-game chat. You can get there by opening up your League of Legends client and joining the chat room Loelo. All one word, L-O-W-E-L-O. And if it's full, just head to Loelo 2, Loelo 3. There will be one of those that you can get into, and uh, that's where we tend to pick a people out of in order to come and play with us. And because I'm dedicated to not missing any today, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Community. And if you wanted to follow us on Twitch, you could do so by going to twitch.tv slash Community. So thank you very much for listening. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer. With me, as always, has been Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. Yeah, and stuff. And stuff. And it was uh, a pleasure having you on this week, Gankenstein. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate any time. And uh, so, you know, I guess. Well, shit. Yeah, we're we're done, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, with with well, the realization that we are indeed done, thank you for listening to episode eighty nine. And don't forget, summoners, stay classy. That there's always something that you can do When you see the good in everything I see sunshine when it's raining I taste chocolate when I
There's always something that you can do when you see the-